The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What is up, y'all? Happy weekend. You know why I get so excited for the best bits? Because it means it's the weekend. I've been trying to be a little bit better about, you know, living every day like it's the weekend. But Mondays really be do Monday in. Is that a word? I don't really know. But they do be doing that. So that's why it's really hard to treat Monday like it's a Friday. But I've been trying, and I hope you guys are also trying to do that because we got to live every day. But, you know, that's not why you're here. You're not here for a speech about Fridays and Mondays. You're here for the best bits. I do encourage you to check out Best Bits Part 1 this weekend. It's with Mike D. Not only did we share, of course, some movies and TV shows because it's Movie Mike, we also talked about the tourist attractions that are actually worth the hype in the United States. And would you travel somewhere because it was in a movie? And life hacks. There's a lot of cool stuff in the Best Bits Part 1, which is also just totally new content. None of that is repeat content. It's all brand new. It's ways for you guys to get to know us as show members more. It's a little look behind the scenes. So highly encourage you all to check out that part. Now, it is time to break down the Bobby Bones show from this week. We picked another movie for Bobby Bones Cinema Club. And let's just say nobody is excited about this one besides one person. And unfortunately, it was somebody whose movie we have already gotten to watch. So this is his second movie choice. And nobody is excited for it. So much so that some people even said they are refusing to watch it. Now, I don't know. Maybe you guys will watch it with us. I've decided that I will at least give it a shot. I'm not sure how it's going to go, though. We'll see. Number seven. It's the BBCC, the Bobby Bones Cinema Club, where we draw a movie out of the hat. We watch it. We've all put a movie in. We drew Eddie's Rope from 1948. You all loved it. Mm -hmm. We drew Lunchboxes, The Stuff from 1985. Rave reviews. And then we drew Shotgun Wedding from 2023 from Ray. (laughs) That one bad. Best of the three. Surprisingly, Rope has the highest average score of all of us. I'm saying, man. We've all put a movie in, including the people who've already had a movie drawn. Yep. The movie we'll be watching next is... Come on. Come on, me. The Arkansas helmet down. We will be watching. 
no. chance. There's no chance. We can't. We can't. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're is not it doing one of it. them again? We're not doing it. Is it one of them again? We're not doing it. It's, it's one of them again. We're not doing it. That's how the club works. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. It has to. We're not doing it. You randomly We're not a doing movie. it. I don't yeah. know what move to put in there. I just drew one. We're not doing it. You can't cancel the club. We're not doing it. The Come club on, is closed. Man. What is it? The club is closed. We. How can you close the club? What is it? We have discontinued membership to the club. <laughs> the BBCC is now shut down. We'll be watching no more movies. This will no longer be a segment. What is it? No. What is it? Lunchbox. I didn't see it. What is it? He wants us to watch Showgirls. You guys said recommend a movie. Interesting. Did we say we couldn't do Showgirls? Like Jesse Spano? She's naked. It's an NC-17 movie. What? Hey, and I'm, guess what? We're all over 17, so good luck. You're right. You can watch it. We're all legal to watch it. Yep. Hey, I've never seen that movie. Exactly. It's art. Eddie's all excited. I mean, I've never watched it. Watch it with your wife. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Hey, I like this club. The club is great. Morgan, what are you laughing at? It has a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> and it says it's one of the most notorious box office bombs. It says vile, contemptible, <laughs> vile, misogynistic. Oh, mm. <laughs> that's the, isn't that his description? <laughs> like, when you look up Lunchbox, that's his description. <laughs> Is it back open? Here's the thing. <laughs> Did we set a rule that you couldn't put that in there, Mike? Not an official rule. I don't want to make anybody watch this if they're uncomfortable. You do not have to do this if you're uncomfortable with it. Okay? But then you can't. But then you can't have a review. Well, obviously, obviously, un- unfortunately. But then you got to be out of the club. No, because oh. I can't. We're not going to punish anybody. Yeah. If they're morals. Because well, I, I, no. I mean, I should have told that to my teachers in high school. I'm against that project. But this is a bunch of naked people. Guess what? We've all seen naked people. We're all adults. I hear you. Amy, you ever seen anybody naked? Yeah. Oh my God! Have you answer the question, Amy? <laughs> Lunchbox, yes. Okay. Uh, what Morgan, is wrong you with ever you? Seen okay, naked? we're not asking every single person on here. Why don't you ask Eddie? Why do you always? I was, ask I was about to go to Eddie he next. He knows the answer. Relax, everybody. If you don't want to watch it, you don't have to. In one week, we'll review it by the people who did watch it. But you do not have to watch it. Who's so not going to who, watch this? I mean, if we don't have, you don't to, have to, right? So you don't have to. Why only do you because take the time to watch it if we don't have to. I've never seen it. It's Ray. Okay. Exactly. It it's is cinema. It's. It's a club. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like a book club. Like, you don't just skip right. a book. Right, you, right, like, right. you watch it. You may not like the right. book. And but do you want to go to the book club party if you've never read the book? Exactly. You're, st- you're going to have to be here, so you might as well participate. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> NC-17 from 1995, Showgirls, and... Elizabeth Berkeley. You can mm. watch it. We'll re- you, the, those who watched it will review it in a week, okay? Okay. Okay. That's the cinema club. He's so stupid. Why do you keep drawing you guys' movies? I don't know, man. Three of the four have been Eddie and Lunchbox. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's me. It went Eddie, me, Ray, me. <laughs> Bones, are you going to watch it? What are the four? Are we only doing four? Four what? You said three of the four. No, no, no. no three of the, the four drawings. in the four weeks. Oh, four weeks. Okay. Yeah. You okay? Yeah, I thought, we'd only draw- I thought we'd only draw. <laughs> we drove four. Yeah, it's our fourth one right here. Are you going to can, watch can it? Can we take a poll? Who's going to watch it? I don't know. Bones. Oh, yeah. Ray's movie. Forgot yeah, about that one. Week. It was good. Um, la- Are you going to watch it, Amy? No, I pass. If, if I don't have to, I don't want to take the... T- it's fine. If I'm, I have an I'm, out, I'm, I'm out. TBD. Ray? Out of respect to my marriage, I'm not going to watch it. What? <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Morgan? Marriage? I, I'll try. Kay. I don't know how far I'm going to get. Good. Eddie? Yeah. I'm going to watch it. Lunchbox? I'm going to watch it, man. Okay. Mike? Yes. Okay. 
Thank you all for hearing reviews in a week. Bones, you should get your wife to watch it and don't tell her what movie it is. Yeah, just say your pick. My pick? Yeah, just say, oh, I picked a movie no, for us. No, because then I'll be penalized the next time I want to pick one. I should be like, no, the last time you picked a stupid movie. Well, I don't want to be the only lame one that's not watching. Exactly. I, 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 I'm TBD. I'm TBD. Okay. I'm TBD. I don't know. Bones going to watch it. All right. It's thank a- you. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. In true lunchbox form, he ranked the worst drivers on our show. He came on and he wanted to complain about Abby's driving. Now he's complained about Amy's driving, my driving, and now Abby's, which I don't know if you guys see a pattern there, but it's all the women on the show. And then he decided to rank us about who's the worst driver, who's the least worst driver. I don't know, something about lunchbox and driving, but this all makes me laugh so much. You know why? Because this is a man sitting here without a freaking car. He can't even take the time to go get himself a car, and he's criticizing all of our driving. Yeah, I'm just going to say, pretty ironic. Throwing that out there before we dive into Lunchbox ranking us as the worst drivers on the show. Number six. What happened with Abby, Lunchbox? I don't know. She's done how to drive, man. Like, she freaks out. Like, she couldn't. She almost ran over a dude. Like, we were. Where did you see this? And were you with her in her car? I was with her in her car when we went and did the crying bit. Oh, right. So she, I was like, why are you guys riding together? Are you secretly like best friends? <laughs> no, no, no. We, we did the crying bit. She's the one that drove me to the coffee shops. And first, we go to the first coffee shop, and she doesn't know how to back out of a space. She's freaking out going, oh, that car needs to move. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ah. And I'm like, Abby, all you got to do is just back out the same way you came in. It's fine. And then we go to the second coffee shop, and she starts pulling out. And she's like, oh, rock. Oh, oh, I'm going to hit that guy. Oh, rock. She, because there's a, she's just screaming. Yes, and there's a guy. And she's like almost hitting the guy walking down the street. And I'm like, Abby, Abby. So I don't know if this has anything to do with him as a person, but in I here mean, in this room, there are th- there are think. three three ladies here, yeah. three very strong, independent women. There's Abby, there's Morgan, and there's Amy. And Lunchbox comes on and says all three of them are terrible drivers. Now, well, are they all terrible drivers, or does Lunchbox have a problem with strong, independent women? Mm. A good question. Lunchbox. You ever, you ever ridden, ridden with him, Eddie? Uh, Amy, yes, and that's terrifying. Thank you. Oh, it is. So you're with it that? Not, yes. No, 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 okay. no. It is not terrifying. I mean, guys, I, did I, you see the size of the duck that was on Morgan's windshield and she thought it was safe to drive with? Just tell me, if you're just looking at that, like, who are you going to side with? It was almost like one of those ducks you put in your pool and you ride. Yes. <laughs> the, the inflatable duck. Yeah, yeah, it's that big. I, I, I'm just telling you. But that, maybe that's not a bad driver. Maybe she just made a bad decision. There. But you can't be a good driver and make bad decisions like that. If you can't see half out of half your windshield, you're a bad driver. It didn't cause any accidents, though. Like, it was up there you're fine. You hit the curb. Uh, Do a ranking. Oh, my God. Of, if I'm ranking. Of these three. <laughs> okay. Worst to Who is the better. worst? Who is the middle worst? Who is the least worst? <laughs> we won't say oh, best. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, I mean, I have such a small sample size of Abby. Then you, but didn't you guys drive to like another state together to, to That's the, true. the diamond oh, digging? Ex- okay, exactly. I drove what? How many hours was to Arkansas? And I, I don't know. Six? Abby, you tell me. So now we only drove like yeah two minutes the other day, and I'm bad. Well, you almost <laughs> hit. I mean, in that two minutes, you almost hit a dude. You couldn't back out of a spot. You were almost a like rock was in the road. A boulder a that yeah. was on the it, no, it wasn't on the road. It was in the grass, but she still almost hit it. I was flustered. That's what I'm saying. See, see, Abby, what would you it. like to say before he ranks you? I've never even been in an accident. Oh, and I would I've never only say be- that. I would never say that. Oh, I would never no. say that. I would but not say she, that. But if that's her truth. No, I know, but I just not wouldn't say wood. that. I, sh- I know I shouldn't have, but I have to like prove that I'm actually a good driver. He just caught me at a bad time. Lunchbox, your ranking of worst, middle worst, and not quite the worst. It's not that hard. It's- Who is the <laughs> least worst of the three? I would say Abby. 
Wow. The least worst. Okay, thanks. Is that because you have smaller sample size? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what he says. Okay. I mean, who is the next to worst? I mean, think about all the years. I know, all the years. I mean, let's just, it's Morgan. <laughs> She's the next yeah. sort of song. Yeah, the OG. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The OG's the worst. Yeah, I mean, Amy, I used to drive to Texas with you, and I was scared to take a nap. What? Stop. Like, I mean, that 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 just <laughs> tells your, me that. I mean, that, yeah, 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 that's a big one. That yeah. is he your loves own naps. problem. No, 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 no. He'll nap anywhere at any did, point. Did we make it to Texas safely? Is that yes. your indicator? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, no. <laughs> did we live? Then shut up. Like, no, my like, indicator is I feel like he's just exaggerating. No, no, no. Like you're you're not gonna get in a car with me <laughs> if I'm no that exa- bad. What would you say? Your final thought. Okay. I am just saying it is nothing against the women. Sure, just, but it's all the women that you. Bring, okay. uh, they're just bad drivers. He has Got to it. pick someone. Got it. I don't think you're that bad of a driver. Yeah, and he's like terrifying. When, how, when has he ridden with I'll me? I'll never forget it. It was seven years ago. We were all in the back Stop. of your March truck. March 13th. It was a terrifying. Truck. Yeah, it was cold weather. Woo, remember that, Bones? We were in there. Oh, she, uh, well, Are talking her whole window was... was frozen, and she didn't see anything out of it, and she was just driving. <laughs> that was hey, scary. we lived, didn't we? We did. We're here to tell <laughs> yeah. the story. It was a winter storm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, Lunchbox, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for reporting. Oh, watch out. <laughs> if you see him on the road, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Thank you, Lunchbox. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. August is here, which is so crazy. Like, how is it already August? I swear life is just flying by lately, but it is already August. So we had to decide an employee of the month for July. Well, Bobby, Mike D and Scuba did. And somebody got chosen. Well, two somebody's got chosen. And then something crazy happened after they both got chosen. All these things were very first for employee of the month. First time we've had two winners. First time they did something after they won. That's it. That's all I got. Number five. Going big cash. It's time for the employee of the month. Who will it be? Only three people will give speeches. You're the finalists. By the way, the person who wins this employee of the month will go down in history being recognized as the show member who brought the best content, the best storylines overall shine more than anyone else in the room. Lunchbox is already bobbing his head like he knows he won. Really? Yeah, and I'm ready to give my speech already. It's a very confident look. Wow. Yeah. You can spin the wheel of cash and win money, do self-promotion. You can block someone from contention. Abby was the winner last month, and now she goes away. Abby, thank you very much. People that are eliminated. I got a question. Did what? Abby ever do her self-promotion or did she just waste it? Oh, yeah. That's a good I think she can call it at any time. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought it was over now that this new month. That's a great point. So Abby's, <laughs> is, Abby's is not over. She can use oh, hers. But for now okay. on, if you do it, you have until the next. Oh, you have to do it in it that expires? window? Okay. Yeah, it's expired. Oh, I mean, well, now it does. Like a coupon, man. Yeah, yeah. People that are eliminated. Raymundo. Sorry, buddy. Oh, man. I had a speech and everything. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> it's really good, too. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, Morgan, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dang, I had a speech, too. I know. Wasn't very good, though. <laughs> I know. Um, Amy, sorry. Okay, good. Uh, Did you not have a speech? Oh, no, I have them because y- y'all say to have them, but yeah. I it's hate hard, It was hard this them. month? No, no, every month. It's, not, it's like my least favorite thing that we do. Here are the three finalists. Oh, oh, oh. First up, the finalist is Lunchbox. Read that speech. Read that speech. This month, I took out my competition like Lee Harvey Oswald took out JFK. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I was off in the distance, and these fools never saw it coming. I taught history, made history, and these idiots are history. I could keep listing my accolades, but we would be here all day. So I will take my Employee of the Month plaque, and good luck to all these losers on getting it back. Yeah. Boom! 
the, the, the assassination one's a little hard. I mean, that's... But people that don't know, he did a report. No, 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 no. Let, him, let him not know. But that was the high. That's definitely a high. Yeah. That first line was what again? This month, I took out my competition like Lee Harvey Oswald took out JFK. That's, cr- that's crazy, man. I was off well, no, the no, no, distance, we got it. and these context, fools never saw it coming. Just, I think people just think you're being brutal. It yeah. doesn't matter. Thank you for your speech. Yeah. Great job. Interesting he just didn't mention the accolades, though. I mean, I would be here all day. Right, right. No, I right. heard that part. He doesn't know what to say. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, do you want to talk about crying in public at the best yeah. segment of the Next month? Next up. I, mean, I, mean, I could do anything. Nominated. She could be a two-month champion. Here she is. Abby! Whoa! Give that speech! Okay, I just want to say it's okay if I don't win Employee of the Month because I feel like I had a big win in my personal life, and that is already enough. By skydiving with Eddie, I faced my fears, and I took a huge leap of faith, and that made me realize what's really important in life. Hopefully that inspired everyone in here and everybody listening to do the same. So if I win, I would like to be nice and give my award to Lunchbox. Just what? kidding! Oh, <laughs> got him. She got us. Got him. So you, you don't care, Abby, you don't care if you win? Well, I kind of do, but I just said that in here, but got I would it. like to win. Interesting. <laughs> just making sure. Interesting. <laughs> That's weird. Weird speech. Yeah. What? Abby, Very you strange. always make fun of my speech, and I was proud of this one this time, okay? good. So. so the final speech to be read, one of the finalists is Eddie. Eddie, let's go, buddy. <laughs> oh, good. I mean, really, I, I, there's not much to say here other than, I went skydiving, and you know what? I did have a funny story about my Amazon uh, driver hitting on me. That was funny. But more importantly, I went skydiving. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, yeah, I did get vulnerable on the show, and I said my boogers taste good. That was gross. But I went skydiving. There he is, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Let's go. Nice show. So I three, jumped out of a plane, guys. Yeah, yeah. So, so did so Abby. Abby. For this show. Right. So the three finalists, uh, we're going to eliminate one of them now. The first finalist eliminated is Abby. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And she also went skydiving. So it's Lunchbox or Eddie for Employee of the Month. As far as Lunchbox goes, he brought us the JFK assassination conspiracy report. Late. Very late. And that did work against him. It worked for him that he was doing it. Then it worked against him that he was so late. But then it worked for him again that he, it was so funny. Right. So he just broke even there, if I'm being honest. Okay, he's, okay, he's not okay. penalized. There. It, was, it was good, but it was bad. <laughs> he reminded us why he's the king of cringe with the return of the SPF. The oh, yeah. 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 That was funny. That was funny. He rubbed strangers on the beach with sunroof. He did a street bit where we made him cry at a coffee shop to see if people would come to his rescue. He made us watch the stuff. Uh. Oh, that's points deducted. And then he gave us a scoop on how much country artists tipped an Uber driver. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty good. Audio. Informative. Eddie, I don't know if you heard this, but he went skydiving. <laughs> he followed through on something he'd been talking about for a long time, proving he doesn't just talk the talk, but every once in a while can walk the walk, even though he talks the talk 99% mm-hmm. of the that time. That was skydiving, baby. The bizarre chicken business storyline is really oh, yeah. taken up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People like that. The boogers, he won blind karaoke. It's a <laughs> the whole boogers situation. Boogers in there too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when we weighed them, let me ask you guys this. Yeah. <sighs> we weighed them and it was a tie. Okay. So we can do co and you can split it, or we can flip a coin to have a winner. You want to do co lunchbox? You want to do co employees of the month? We've never had it before. But we it can was... be co employees of the month. I guess we'll do co. It's you like kissing do your co? sister. Yeah. So, so do we both get to spin? How do we do this? Yeah. You split whatever the prize is. If you choose the, the money. Okay, co-employee of the month, what do you want to do? So, I want to ban Eddie for three months. That's my vote. Okay, I want to ban Lunchbox for three months. Okay, you both banned yourselves. Wait, 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 no, no, they won their prize, and now it's <laughs> you over. You idiot! So now, no, no, the empl- you said no, 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 no. yes, employees of the month, 
So huh? each of you will be banned for a month and a half. So we'll make it two months rounding up. No, 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 no. No, they, they just cashed in their prize. They both banned each other. Lunchbox and No, no, we've already chosen. Lunchbox and Eddie. Co-employees of the month. It's not even close. I hate the Hold on. And then secondly, you banned each other as your prize. So you will both be out the next two months. So That's it. I mean, it was it wasn't even close. Who was the real employee of the Obviously, month? Obviously, it was close. No, no, it, it wasn't it even was close. It was a tie. We do, not even we do close. A numerical I jumped system. out of a plane. What did you do? Did we just go over it, or did we not? <laughs> I mean, you, you guys, jumped out of a plane. In the greatest Great. conclusion to this bit ever, you both banned each other for two months. That's so stupid. So there. But even Ray's it. laughing in the studio. This you guys so did. So dumb. He did. Yeah. No, no. I why did you even no, say you banned no, me for three because months? Because I wanted separate prizes. I was hoping you were going to pick the wheel. They've been banned from this bit. Thank you. There they are, employees of the month. They're also both banned for two months. Wow. Thank you. Let's see what money they would have got. Yeah. Oh, well. Ten dollars. Okay. Wait. Yeah, oh, ten. ten, buddy. Oh, split. Five each. Oh, and then split. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Well, yeah, congrats so much, Eddie. Employees of the month. I mean, let's go and play a song here. Uh, Thank you all, and we won't see them for a couple months. All right, everybody. Okay. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. 
My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Several months ago, Bobby shared that he found something crazy in his house that's so expensive, but he didn't know it at the time. And he didn't want to share it because it was still in his house. There was like a whole security issue with it. But now, this week, we finally found out what that thing was that he found and how much money it's actually worth. And this is just wild. I don't think anybody anticipated this is what would be the thing that he would reveal that he found. It's that crazy. So I'm not going to spoil any of it. Here it is. This is a crazy thing Bobby found in his house. Number four. So back at the beginning of the year, I told this story and I said, I will tell a story August 1st, but I have to wait till August 1st to tell it. Here's the story I told. A young pastor in Philadelphia wanted to modernize his church, so he sold its stained glass windows for $6,000. It turns out the windows that he sold were worth half a million dollars. No. Crazy. Someone bought them from the pastor (laughs) off of Facebook Marketplace. The buyer, after they bought them, decided to have them checked out. Freeman's auction house discovered that the windows, which span about eight feet in diameter, were made 1905 by Tiffany Studios. Founded in 1878, the workshop was known for its glass lamps, many glass structures for churches across America. And that person made a lot of money. Man. So, that being said, I want to tell you guys a quick story that I didn't tell before. We had, we had these terrible-looking triangles in the house when we bought it. When we bought the house that we used to live in, these people that built this house, I'll use the word, they they had eclectic tastes. (laughs) Just bizarre. And so we spent a lot of time trying to fix a lot of the bizarre things. We didn't get to all of it, but one of the things were these four triangles that it was another uh, little dot that people used against me to say I was an Illuminati because they would see the triangles in my house and they were like, oh, you you are an Illuminati. And that's been a rumor for a long time. I don't really talk about it, but those triangles, I didn't put the triangles up there. But in the triangles were these four glass circles. I hated them. They were The triangles were ugly. The glass was like stained glass. It was disgusting. I wanted them ripped down. But they were like 15 feet in the air. And so I told Caitlin, hey, I'm going to call our friend who's a contractor and have him come tear them down, throw them away. I don't like them. I hate them. One of our friends goes, hey, don't, don't do that. You should go and get them a praise. I was like, I hate them. If you want to give me 50 bucks for each of them, whatever, I don't want it. She goes, no, just, you should just have them appraised by somebody. I got Dr. Lori, to a, this is beginning of the year, to, a, to look at them. Turns out I was going to throw them away and bust them up. They were Tiffany glass, four circles that are worth fifteen twenty thousand dollars each. Each? Oh, oh, oh. What? Those, what? Those are, they are definitely yeah, the ugly. They're ugly. Crazy. I didn't know what they were. I hated them the whole time. I was going to climb up there with a ladder and beat them out with a hammer. You, or you're going to sell them for fifty dollars <laughs> to, to your friend. Basically, just pay somebody fifty dollars to get them out of there. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, so who has someone bought them? No, but we have moved them out of the house. They are at a place that sells this stuff. And then when they sell them, they're going to call us. I'll give you five hundred dollars from them right now. They're at a place that I don't have right now. <laughs> Cash but money. the last owners, I guess they—I don't yeah, know. Like, they just they left them. them with? In, I don't know. But they were terrible looking. And this is Tiffany, like the the jewelry store, for Tiffany. I think it's a different type place because oh, I knew nothing about it either. Okay. But they had it built, and they put those in the house, and they highlighted them in those triangles. 
I hated them. Try to get them ripped down, and then we'll end up making some money off of them. Dang. But that's what it is. That's the story I didn't want to tell because I don't want somebody breaking into my house to steal them. But now they're gone, so it doesn't matter. Dang. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good find, man. That's cool. I didn't find I mean, them. Did I tried to throw them away. <laughs> Who's the I luckiest mean, guy in the world? Bobby. 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 Yeah. That's but not, also, that's luck. that is luck. That's luck. You bought a house that these happen to be in. That is luck. I bought houses. Hey, There's it's never had anything. It's luck like, that I didn't just put a ladder up and go bust it myself because I just take too. care of stuff. That is luck. I'm just like, I'm just going to go do it. Nobody does it. I'll do it. Oh, I'm so lucky. Something stopped you. I know. Kizash. <laughs> Hardcore Kizash. Hard cold Kizash. So that's what's up. I, the story's out there now. That's it. I it's feel- just a reminder for people, too, to before you throw anything out, have it appraised if you can or something or anything that looks different or eclectic. Has or Dr. Lorraine looked at your dolls? Not yet. But she will. Somebody else has something they want to get. Who else on the show has something? Ray? You? What was it? Spoons. Your mom found them? Uh, they're my grandma. My grandma's still alive. She's like 90. I had some spoons that were over 150 years old. Ooh. And she was just going to throw them away. And I said, Grandma, send them down here. Let me take care of them. I think them? they're worth something. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, I have a painting. No, you're... No. Okay. Is this the naked painting? The one he gave me for Christmas that was made me feel uncomfortable? That's got to be it. I'm looking at Ray's spoons here. Yeah, send that picture to Dr. Lori. Yeah. Some of them says. are really interesting. There's the state ones that they all have individual states on them, which I don't think are worth that much, but there's a handful of about 10 that could be, I believe. There's a Rolex spoon. That's what I'm saying. A Rolex spoon. Lunchbox, what's your painting of? That's of a girl. Okay, I'm That's not doing the naked painting. I'm not doing the naked painting uh, again. But she's from the 70s. Yeah, I mean, she's right? a, it's like a, it, it's, it's gross. 70s. No, no, it, it's uh, it's not it's, that long ago, though. No, no, no. no, no, no. It's 50 it's years, she has, man. She has a lot of hair on it's vintage. And the naked painting. Okay, I'm done. I'm not doing this. I'm going to play this song. I'm not going down this road. I've been down it before. I don't feel comfortable with it. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Arguably one of my favorite interviews every time he comes on the show. Jelly Roll stopped by the studio this week and he's just so great because he's so down to earth and he wants to share any and all stories and he's very honest about who he is. And one of the best parts was there was a viral story about how he tipped $1,000 in a Whataburger drive-thru. Well, he revealed something about that whole thing, and I died laughing because it's just so Jelly Roll. And that's, you know, that's how I'm just going to start living my life. That's so Jelly Roll. But here he is, Jelly Roll, on the show this week. I know you guys are going to love this one. Number three, it's a Bobby Bones show interview. In case you didn't know... His birth name is Jason DeFord. His performer name is Jelly Roll, and he has been killing it. So, Jelly Roll, let's do this. Son of a sinner. I'm just a need a favor? I only talk to God when I need a favor. His debut country album, Wits at Chapel, is out. His documentary is Jelly Roll Save Me. He's had both a rock and a country number one song. He was engaged and got married to his wife, Bunny, on the same night. Here he is, our friend. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Jelly Roll. Walking into the studio right now is a guy that I think we all like as a person. We all love as an artist. He's killing it right now. Here he is, Jelly Roll. Yes, baby. That's what I'm talking about. What's up, buddy? What's up, Bobby, baby? I was talking about you. Last time we saw each other a few weeks ago at the Grand Ole Opry, and I've been either performing at the Opry, and I, I performed before you went on, and I could feel something was just a little on, just a little just a little different, 
right? Because the crowd, they were just like, and I'm up telling jokes, and I'm like, man, this crowd is like in it. And then when you came out, and I've seen many people play the Opry, and I've seen like Garth playing it go bananas. I've never seen the reaction from the beginning of an Opry set as electric as it was when you walked in the history of me going to the Opry. It was as electric of the Grand Ole Opry as I've ever seen at the beginning of a set. Dude, it was so special that night, Bobby. And I heard you talk about it on the Bobbycast. Thank you for that, man. I um, I didn't, I didn't, I thought I like, you know how in a moment you're like, this was, this is crazy, and then the next day you're like, I still think it was crazy. <laughs> so I, you know, sometimes you wake up the next day like it wasn't, it was crazy, but it wasn't. So I went and watched it again, mm. and it was, dude, it was everything me and you thought it was. There was I mean, a it time was special. where the crowd was going so crazy, and there's like a three minute commercial break, and me and Jelly were gonna sit and just kind of talk in between on the live stream where people are watching and the, they wouldn't sit down because of a standing ovation that I was like, ah, screw it. Let them cheer. They cheered for three whole minutes until we went back. <laughs> it was awesome. It was aw- crazy. Dude. What has been the craziest part of this recent season for you? Cause you've been going, you've been grinding for a while, yes, sir. but what's been the craziest part of this recent season where again, you have to like look back and go, man, that's still crazy that that happened of all of this. Oh dude. I mean, where do you start, dude? Meeting Garth Brooks, winning three CMT awards. I mean, what about the greatest night? Dude, I didn't go to prom. You know what I mean? I didn't have a prom. I didn't graduate, and I'm sure that's what it felt like. You're both in one night in front of six million mm-hmm. people. I mean, it was the greatest night. I caught, you know. Um, dude, I did the North Dakota State Fair, and I broke the attendance record at a fair that's been there for 50 years. Wow. Almost 19,000 people. We beat Aerosmith's record by, like, 27 tickets. It was insane. Everywhere we go is like just the, my relationship with the police that they pick me up from airports now and take me places. This is the coolest thing. Now I see police and I'm like, that's my friend. I know they're here to help. They now get you instead of apprehend you. Exactly. It's just a word switch <laughs> there. It's a difference. That's yeah, great. So the Hulu documentary, how has that impacted folks that maybe wouldn't have known who you were? Because I imagine a lot of people are like, I saw that. Dude, it was, um, I get it all the time. I get people that are even like, hey, man, not a country fan, but dude, love you. Love the story. Watch the doc, you know? Um, and I think it was most important, kind of like we talked about on this show, kind of catalyst that whole thing with what we're doing for at-risk youth. And I think that it's kind of a thing, too, that I think it brought attention to a cause that people never really thought about existing. And that was one of my purposes in agreeing to do the documentary from the beginning. So when you talk about at-risk youth and you've done and you're, you're, you're constantly trying to do a lot for kids that are right now serving time or young adults serving time, why? Why is it important to help the kids that are in, or the young adults incarcerated right now? Well, it's deeper than just helping that. I think that as an artist or as a human that progresses in life that we have an obligation to give back. I think it's just so important for us to be conscious of always what we can do and I think things that are passionate are the most important to us, right? So for me, it's important because I was a juvenile. I was an at-risk kid. And I say it all the time. I support the adult jails. We go see them all the time. But, you know, by the time you go to your fourth or fifth time in jail, you're an adult. you got to figure out a way to break the cycle. When you're 16 years old, you don't understand the cycle. You're not, you know, you don't need discipline. You need love. You need rehabilitation. There's times in life you need discipline, but not when you're a 15 year and I just want to go back and give them courage, dude. It's cool. I go to that same juvenile now, and that same juvenile I was locked up in in that parking lot of that stadium, I just played CMA Fest. You know what I'm saying? I got to, like, you can do it. It's obtainable. And I think it also helped because when I was in there, Bobby, nobody ever came to talk to me that I related to. The Gideons would come and give us Bibles, and I appreciated that because I read the Word of the Lord because of that, which has been a strong anchor of my faith. But I didn't understand these 75-year-old men with bow ties. 
You know what I mean? We're a bunch of convicts. So it's like, hopefully me coming in there kind of kind of spreads that love when we go in there too and lets them know that there is hope on the other side of your summer of 16. Jelly Roll's here. We're going to play Need a Favor, which is, man, it's just so, this song's just so good. It's just so good. Like, I like the other, I mean, I really like the other stuff too, but this song, like the first time I heard it, it just hits different. One, the message, obviously. I think we all feel like that too. I think we all feel like that. Like, we kind of ask for help. For, like, we pray mostly when we need it more than we try to be better at it. Yes. We make, like, deal. It, but, I mean, this this was it. So tell me about this song and how it all came together, like, the creatively here. Well, Austin and them had called me with the idea. And I loved everything about it. I just I felt like we needed it. That The production was probably going to be the most important part of this for us because I wanted it to feel like an old church anthem. Like, I grew up... I'll give you a typical Sunday in the South for me yesterday. I woke up and my brother became a deacon at a little small church in South Nashville, and my daughter's best friend got baptized. So I had two, and that's not a, a normal thing for me. You know what I mean? But also, it wouldn't surprise me if either one of them had a drink on Saturday night. One of them's a 50-year-old deacon, the other one's a 16-year-old high schooler. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's also indicative of a Sunday in the South, right? Or a Saturday in the South, should I say. And I wanted it to feel like that. I was like, what does worship music for real sinners feel like? And that's what was important for the song. Jelly, when you and your wife met, did you get engaged and married like super close to each other? Oh, yeah. How quickly did you get engaged and married? The, the same night, I guess, technically. Well, so I was at the What do you mean, I guess, technically? <laughs> <laughs> so we got one of them old stories that we didn't, we don't know our anniversary. And this is why. we I'd asked her at the tin roof here in Nashville to marry me. And one night we were in there drinking. I was like, we were just talking about it. I was like, we should just do it. She was like, I'm in. We were in Vegas out one night. Is that how you proposed, literally? We should just do it, I'm in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Something like, I mean, it was a little more drunkenly romantic, but we were both, you know. <laughs> but we went down to Vegas, and we were out there, and um, they had a show. Yellow Wolf had a show with the Deftones. And Yellow was like, what are you doing tonight? I was like, I think we're going to go to the courthouse after this and get married. I'm just kind of, you know, kind of nudging him. He's like, you serious? I'm like, yeah. He's like, come out on stage and say it. So I brought Bunny out on stage at the joint in Las Vegas, which is now the theaters at the Virgin Hotel, and asked her would she marry me that night. And she said, yeah. And we got straight off that stage. Didn't even watch the rest of Yellow Wolf set or, or, or the Deftones. Got straight in the car and went and found a courthouse and sat, did it right then. Went to a little chapel. We got married by a little lady that looked like a hobbit. And because we got, <laughs> <laughs> and because we got married at like 1 o'clock in the morning, we like, they let us pick our anniversary, mm. so we we don't really know what day we actually got married on. So this year, we play Vegas on our, our anniversary somewhere between the 30th and September 1st, August 30th, September 1st. So when I play Vegas, shameless plug, tickets are still available now at JellyRoll615.com. When I play Vegas that night, we're going to leave the show, go straight back to the uh, little chapel we got married at and do it again. And this way, we're going to have a real date. That's It's going to awesome. be September 1st. I'm doing a show on that stage, the Virgin Theater stage, where you and your wife got uh, shameless plug, bobbybones.com. Come out to that. <laughs> yes. Comedically inspirational, bobbybones.com. But I'm doing, that's what I'm doing on my show where you guys got engaged at that Virgin, that theater. It is awesome. The Virgin Hotel. Have you been there before? Uh uh-uh. It's kind of like a legendary, it used to be called The Joint because it was connected mm-hmm. to the Hard Rock Hotel. It's kind of like a legendary little rock club. It's huge, too. It's like four or 5,000 people. That's a big club, dude. How are you? How are you feeling? You like you look good. I feel you great. You look the best dude. I've ever seen I'm you look. I'm telling you, baby. Like, uh, your, like your hair looks good. <laughs> it's like is this a new hair? Yeah, I cut my hair. Looks good. Like you. I don't know why did y'all let me run out here looking homeless and unkept for so long. <laughs> I know I had a song called "Long Hair Son of a Sinner," but nobody loved me enough to be like, dude. My wife kept saying it. I thought she was being a hater. <laughs> why don't? Why would I not listen to the person I trust the most? You know. And she's like, I'm telling you, dude, you got to do something. You look really unkept. Nobody else was saying. It. I was like, I think I'm looking great. And finally, I was like, I look really bad, man. 
But you look good. I feel great. Right, dude, what I'm, are you doing differently? I'm drinking less. I'm eating better. I'm losing weight. I'm I'm not. I'm working out a little bit, but kind of taking it slow. Are you playing golf at all? Uh, not as much, dude. I'm I'm that's, swinging. Dope. That's the first place I ever met ever met yeah. Jelly ever was on a golf course. Oh. He was up in the cart ahead of us with our friend Steve. Yeah, oh, I love you, Steve. And he was like riding with Steve, and he was like, Steve's like, hey, this is Jelly Roll, and I'm like. The rapper? <laughs> it was like, yeah. I was like, all right, all right. That's what it's the first place we ever met, dude. I can't. I haven't had much time to, dude. I've been, I've been, I've been pushing, man. I'm probably gonna do 200 shows this year if I had to guess. I'm gonna leave for that 44 city tour and mm -hmm. just really been cranking, man. I've been kicking. You're touring like a rock star or hip hop artist because you're staying out and doing weeknights too, right? Oh yeah, we're doing a lot of Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm, I'm my my 50 something city tour that I'm fixing to leave on will average four and a half shows a week. That's a lot of shows. Do you, your voice is interesting because again, you can do multiple things. Because again, I knew you first as a rapper, but you're also a good singer. Like, what do you think you're best at? Ooh, I think I'm, you know, I don't know enough about singing. I just, I think what I'm best at is songwriting, right? I think my real strength lies in my ability. I chose connection over entertainment, Bobby. That was probably the biggest decision I made early in my career was did I want to be an artist that entertained people? Or did I want to be an artist that connected with people? And I think that's my biggest attribute. I think I'm actually mediocre at everything. Like singing, mediocre. You know, like, I'm not like, I'm not going to But you're not mediocre. Out. You're pretty, you are, you can sing. Yeah. Because I was, I honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. We can be for real with each other. The first time you were going to come and sing, or the first time I was like, can he? Because <laughs> I listened to a lot of your, just a lot of your hip hop stuff. I was like, can he sing? But yeah, you can sing. Yeah, I can sing. So better than mediocre. I don't, I, you know, I get it. I do the same thing. I'm like, oh, I'm so ugly. But yeah. you know, everybody knows I'm a model, right? Yeah, but see, um, but so do you feel like you're a better rapper or because you've done it longer? Yeah, well, I think I know more about, it's like if it was a sport, I think I know more about that sport. Mm -hmm. But I think I sing with conviction. I think you connect with yeah. country music so well. I think you're connected. You're right. It's about connection. Yeah, I think I think I sing with conviction, and, and I think that resonates with people, and I'm not afraid to sing about the stuff that people are afraid to sing about. What was the story at that Dallas Whataburger where you tipped employees a 1000 bucks? How did that all come together? <laughs> God, I hope nobody ever asked that because I don't remember it. That's so. funny. <laughs> That's funny. So what do you think happened there? I had to relive it when it went viral, and I was like – that was so sweet of me. I do that all the time, though, but I just don't, you know, I'm not like normally I'm not getting filmed doing it. It's like my crew knows that if we ever like we're like my mother was a bartender. So I'm like a super crazy tipper mm -hmm. by just nature. Just because I think of my mom, I'm like, somebody's got a little jelly roll that needs an extra jelly roll at the house. You know what I mean? But these kids were just cool, I guess, and I was just lit, man. We were celebrating, dude. That was ACM night. We were partying. <laughs> I went to. I knew it was over when I showed up to Old Dominion's party at an Applebee's. Old Dominion had a post ACM party, and I showed up there at like one forty-five in the morning. I tried to kidnap Mitchell Tenpenny. I mean, it was a wild, wild night, dude. Kidnap him? Yeah, yeah, I did. I put him in. I was like pushing him with the car. I was like, just go with us. He was like, what are you doing? I was like, just come on, man. We're going to this other party. And then we went to go see Dustin. But dude, it was one of the coolest nights. I like you doing an impression of you drunk. Yeah. He's doing his own impression of himself. That's exactly drunk, yes. how I sound in the thing when I was like, who how many of y'all are in there? You can just hear the just blackoutness <laughs> in my voice. And I was on my live. That's what's even worse. Or was it my live that went viral or theirs? Because apparently it, I, I was on it, Instagram live. Yeah, it was, it was yours. Yeah. yeah, I don't know yeah, what was I was. Yours. I never go live and three in the morning, four in the morning, drunk jelly after an ACM performance with Laney Wilson. I met Garth Brooks. That's what I was really celebrating. Yeah. Uh, Jelly Roll's here. We're going to come back and do one more segment with Jelly Roll. Uh, you guys, let me say this. The album is with the chapel. But again, he's on the road. And the Back Row Baptist Tour is happening, and it's a lot of shows, but you're going to so many places. I mean, if wherever you are listening to our show all over the country, 
I looked. You're going near kind of everybody. You're all over the country. Yeah, here's my story, man, and this is my sales pitch about my tour. If I'm not coming to your town, I am coming close enough to drive. <laughs> that's what I'm sure. saying. Yeah, like <laughs> you're you're near everybody that's listening right now. Yes, yes, sir. So yes, you guys sir. go and uh, go to the show, JellyRoll615.com, right? Yes, sir. JellyRoll615.com. All right, you guys check out JellyRoll on tour, uh, JellyRoll615.com, or you can follow them on Instagram and Twitter at JellyRoll615. Okay, I have uncomfortable questions from our listeners to you. All right. It's hard to make me uncomfortable, so this will be fun. Okay, cool. Let's see what happens then. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, the easy one. Who is the most famous person in Jelly Roll's phone? The Rock. Oh. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the most famous people on earth. I don't think I'll ever meet nobody more famous than DJ. That's pretty cool. And you call him DJ, so that's pretty cool too. <laughs> if it's even cooler, dude, when he told me to call him DJ, I was like, thank you, sir. Does Jelly Roll drive an expensive car? No. No, I don't drive like no. I drive like like Rams and stuff. I mean, it's expensive compared to like when I was, yeah, for sure I drive it really expensive. But car. it's, you, like you know, driving like a Bentley or anything? Dude, fat people don't drive sports cars, man. <laughs> yeah, we're just like a bigger truck or something. I just need something with more space. You know what I mean? <laughs> Could you imagine me trying to get, you'd have to, you'd have to jaws the life of me out of a Ferrari out there, Bob. Y'all be out there with a saw. I'm not even laughing at this. I'm not even laughing at this. <laughs> Sco- Scuba Steve would be out there I'm, trying I'm to a, saw yeah, me okay. out of my car to come see. I never even thought about that. Okay, okay, okay. Um, does Jelly Roll have any, and don't mention them by name, but are there specific executives who told you, hey, you're not going to make it in country music because you're not what country music is? Oh, dude, 95% of the labels in this town. So the non-uncomfortable, then who believed in you? Jonathan Loba, Joe Jamie, and Adrian Michaels from BMG. Broken Bow Records bet everything on me. They believed I wouldn't blow their relationships, and I owe them my life. Loba, I love you. Joe Jamie, I love you. Carson, I mean, that whole staff. The radio team's the best. I love that label. Jelly Roll posted a TikTok of him getting on a private flight. Does he fly private to every show? Not every show, just the shows where it I can't make it on a bus. And finally, what's the most amount of hours Jelly Roll has stayed awake for? Oh, I, I used to do cocaine. So Does that keep you up? Oh, goodness, yes, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even seen it. No. I've never seen it either. What? I expected that from you. <laughs> but Bobby? I've never even seen it, yeah. <laughs> I just have trouble believing Bobby's that... I don't mean no disrespect, Miss Amy, but you're, as, I, as we say, as green as a pool table and twice as square. Mm-hmm. We like I that. Thought, we agree with that, right? And I thought yeah. Bobby was just green, but mm-hmm. that hurts my feelings. We should hang out sometime. <laughs> 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 Not to do drugs, but just it the culture. It like to do drugs. <laughs> just to culture each yeah. other. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> it'd be, funny. It'd be really cool. There's stuff you could teach me, too. I've never seen a diploma. You know? Bobby needs a doctorate. Yeah, right. Do you ever think about it? You ever think about, you know, getting GD? My mom went back and got her GD. I did. I did get it. I got it in jail. You did get it? I was proud of myself. That's awesome. It was a really cool moment moment for me, man. That is, I was super proud of my mom too. She got pregnant at 15. So you, you know what? Let me spill something I've never said ever. I did two years of community college when I first got out of jail. My probation officer said, you have a choice to do school or work. And I'd never had a job. I'd only done, you know, what legal activity. So I was like, I don't even know how I'd work, but I felt re- I was really proud of my GED. So I went to volunteer state community college and got an associate's degree in uh, sociology. Dude, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Why sociology? Never said that on an interview. Um, I just thought that I, even then my heart was to give back. I came out of that jail so focused on changing my life that I was like, well, let me learn something about the environment, how I can help the people around me and how, you know, the idea that our social circumstances kind of mold who we are. Cause I feel like it's kind of nurture or kind of a little bit of nature and nurture. You know what I mean? And I was, uh, I don't know. I just, I was, I was drawn to that. I thought I might be a social worker. I still think I might be when I grow up. I'm not sure. And you kind of are in a different way. Yeah, exactly. You are. Hey man, I'm proud of you. I'm proud for you. Thank you, bro. Yeah. I love to see it. You just, people love you. There's a reason you're magnetic. It's so, it's so cool to see you come out and just, just kill it and not 
you know, live in a box and teach other people they don't have to live in a box. They can be themselves. And I think you're the best version of that. So, Well, thank you. Let me praise y'all, too. This show has been a friend of mine from the beginning when this town was still very skeptical on me and I wasn't even in the 40s. Y'all gave me a platform. You let me come in here and tell my story. If you haven't seen that, you should go look at it. That video is, I think, close to a million views now, if I had to guess. And it was one of the great. It was, a, it was definitely an undeniable. I know you hate when people praise you. But it was an I'm undeni- starting to scratch yeah, myself. <laughs> yeah, it was an undeniable catalyst for me. It was the cosign that I needed in that moment, and y'all didn't hesitate, and it meant a lot. And I came in here nervous, and now I found out that y'all are really cool. It's just really <laughs> tense. Uh, proud of you, Jelly. Thank you. Awesome to see. There he is. Jelly Roll, everybody. Love, Love y'all. Yeah, baby. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. In a crazy turn of events, 
Eddie shared on the show that he's been having some numbness in the morning with his hands. And after he announced that on the show, then Bobby was like, well, is there a doctor out there that wants to come to the studio and like diagnose Eddie on the air? And just so happens, a chiropractor did. Chiropractor came up and basically Eddie had his doctor session live on the air. We found out what's probably wrong with Eddie, which is hilarious because he's probably just sleeping a little bit wrong. And then in case you missed it on the show this week, we got a call about Eddie's numbness. Now, this call that I'm mentioning right now is not going to be in this bit that's about to play, but there was a crazy call that happened, and I don't think any of us still know quite what was going on, but this is a reason why you should listen to the podcast this week because <laughs> we started laughing in the beginning because we didn't, we weren't sure the situation, and then it quickly turned to concern. Yeah, there's just a lot along the lines of Eddie having numb hands. Who knew Eddie having numb hands would create such a stir for all of us? But this is the bit where the doctor stopped by and diagnosed Eddie. Number two. He just arrived. I've been waiting kind of like... Your microphone's not on for some reason. Oh. There you go. Yeah, you're on. I've been waiting like in the waiting waiting room, you know, just like awkwardly. Like, what do I do? You are. Yeah, just I'm looking at the, put you in a gown. Looking at the cotton yeah. balls. Come on in. Put him in a gown. <laughs> oh, he doesn't look like a doctor. Yes, he what does. What are you talking about? I didn't see him. Hey, he looks like me. What the heck? Dude, it's like hey, it's like I'm walking into the room. Hey, hey, okay. hey, hey I'm Bobby. Hey, Dr. Bradshaw. Hey, Dr. Bradshaw. Um, will you sit in that What's chair up, right Doc? there for a second? How are you? I'm Eddie. Good to meet and you. he looks like a doctor because he's dressed. Were you going to work? Oh, dude. Yes, I let all my patients just know that. Hey, I won't be there. <laughs> well, he looks like he's dressed like a doctor. He's got his name on his shirt. Yeah. It's embroidered, doctor. Did you yeah. make that on the way here? We thought maybe you stopped at Hobby did. Lobby real quick. And yeah. Hobby Lobby got me up. I mean, we're good to go. So what is your, because uh, we just met on the phone, but I can yeah. already tell by looking at you because you look like me, the same. You're a good dude. We're, 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 I mean, that's it. I didn't know that we were, uh, that you and I were related. It's good. Are you from Arkansas? No, I'm from Quincy, but if it was from Arkansas... Quincy, Illinois. Got it. So you ended up in Tennessee because? Um, so we were, uh, when I got done with school, we kind of traveled around the country, my wife and I, to kind of figure out where we wanted to be. And then uh, Nashville felt like St. Louis. That's where I went to school. And so you went to school where? Um, Logan University in St. Louis, Missouri. And you studied what? Chiropractic. Yeah. So, so- I, I did my undergrad at Mizzou in Missouri, uh, at Mizzou, and then um, did my doctorate at um, in uh, Logan. Logan. Yeah. yeah. Eddie, do you feel good? I feel like he's legit. I like the credentials. Me oh, too. Uh, you want me to get my license? I go. No, we don't check our real doctors for license either. <laughs> so why don't we do this? Doesn't matter, you know. Um, so Eddie, would you please explain your hands? Absolutely, Doc. So when I wake up in the morning, my hands are numb, and I, I just feel like, and this is not just the morning. Like if I wake up in the middle of the night, my hands are numb. Um, I feel like. The whole night as I'm sleeping, my hands have been numb. That kind of worries me a little bit. Well, do you? Does it happen to you at all during the day? No. Okay, so it's only at night. Only while I'm up. only when I'm sleeping. Okay, most of the time when that happens, so a lot of people would confuse that with like carpal tunnel issues. That's like the biggest thing that people always get. You know, at, are you? Oh, that was you, Amy's diagnosis. She, Amy she said, said carpal tunnel. I, I said carpal tunnel or diabetes. Or in Lunchbox said oh, stage four HIV. It, it could be the BDs, yeah, for sure. But, <laughs> the BDs. Uh, the BDs. Yes. We call those a case of the sugars at time. Um, but what that is is more than likely what that is with you is the way that you're sleeping right or it could be posture from your day that's putting pressure so let's kind of go with the first portion of it is that when you sleep at night you're probably sleeping like a you know just like this that is that is how he sleeps with his hands in his face we sleep together oh yeah we sleep yeah we sleep together all the time and so when you sleep like that, you put compression within to the nerve there in the wrist that can make your hands go numb. Now, if you have it come up more, it might be coming from the elbow. You see what I mean? Because you've got okay. a nerve that travels from the neck, down through the shoulder, down through the elbow, down through the wrist, and to the hand. 
And so you're probably putting compression on, on those wrists in some way or form like that. Or it may be like, how do you sleep sideways? Yeah, sideways, almost exactly how you oh, yeah. described it. Sometimes it, I kind of know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. But yeah, if your wrists are like that, then what it is, you're more than likely putting compression on that. So sometimes what a good way to do to get out of that, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but bracing up the wrist, just like getting straight brace. Oh, like getting a real brace? Real, yes. And like old, a bowling brace. Yeah, like that has kind of like a metal, that metal on it. Yeah. So like it keeps your wrist straight. And just trying to do that for um, just a while's time. And what I'm saying about that, not doing that forever, and you don't do it any time outside of sleeping. But what that does, it can keep your wrist straight. That way, the nerve flow happens, and then we can see if it if it cuts off the, the numbness or not. Um, that's that's my usually biggest thing. Now we talk about stretching out your wrist as well because you're working in front of the computer all the time. So posture related issues, being like this. I saw you when you came in looking like a shrimp on the oh, computer. Man. You know? But um, trying to like teach you how to get better uh, posture, like getting your chest more stretched out, working your rhomboids, getting your tra trapezius or the muscles on top of the shoulders to get those more relaxed. We do things like that to correct you during the day to get pressure off the nerves in the neck that might be affecting the hands, but then also do like stretching before you go to bed when you wake up to open up those arms more like that, the forearms, to create better nerve flow to the hands. Does that affect a lot of people with their posture? I mean, I would assume that, is it a, a root of a lot of things you see? 100%, because like having poor posture, you're um, not only do you not look great, you know what I mean? You're putting so much pressure on the cervical spine and on the thoracic spine, it can create early degenerative changes in the, in, in the vertebra. Um, just from sitting like this all day long. And we are such a um, a nation now that, that works in front of computers most of the times that that poor posture is, is really uh, obviously the most common thing that's been occurring. So as it happens, gravity's pushing down on your neck, putting pressure through the spine. And then what it does, it breaks down those vertebrae over time. It uh, it creates pressure against those vertebrae, or sorry, the, uh, the, the disc as well, and can create nerve issues. It can create things like... Um, you know, your lungs aren't getting as much oxygen into them because you're, you're compressing them all the time like that. Not as much oxygen then leads to other issues in the body. Dang. You see it? Man. I mean, posture is related to so many things. We all set up taller. We didn't yes. notice it. Yeah. Every single one of us. But, but here's the thing. Like, I've had this posture my whole life. Like, I, I'm, even my son, who, like, is my twin, he's slouch like me but it's kind of in our thing now if i remember to just sit like that with my chest straight up but i think what you're doing is a little it's too much exaggerating. exaggerating because i feel like that exactly. is like looks like everyone else right but that's exactly what we talk with patients about is that when they do what you're doing I'm, i always tell them like hey don't don't like sit there um like looking like you know you're in the military with like you know military spine what i want you to imagine there's like a string on top of your on your head oh sorry i moved that um Cool. There's like a string on top of your head mm -hmm. pulling up towards the ceiling. So kind of think more of posture like this and not posture like this. Okay. Not See shoulders me. back, Eddie. Yeah, exactly. yeah. More puppet pulling my head up. Oh, more puppet. And like tight core. Puppet work. Tight core, exact. Having something. So Eddie really your, is a puppet. Should I hold tight core when I'm sitting? I don't know. I sounds terrible. Out. Yes. Dude, you get your abs like that. No, I know, but I would I would. I like to like, it's the only time I have a table for me, I show my gut, I got my gut hanging out. Yep. But I think, time. right, the the more we do it, then it just becomes like, you don't have to put so much effort into making sure that you're doing it. Exactly. Just do it. And the other thing about it too, is like when you, if you're just constantly thinking, and that's what, again, why I tell patients is like, if you just think about doing it, that's not going to take care of it. It's about doing, putting into practice and putting in practice on going like, all right, making sure your rhomboids, which are the muscles between your shoulder blades, strengthening those up, make sure you stretch your chest muscles out. Again, stretching your or your uh, your shoulders out, doing things like that to create like it's called upper cross syndrome, right? Where you're getting pulled like this, and so working on the muscles to help strengthen the ones that are weak and tighten the ones, tighten the muscles that are 
um, sorry, tighten the muscles that are weak and strengthen the muscles that are, you, you get what I'm trying to say. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking all over the place. But you, you know what I mean? And so that doing that reverse like that helps you actually get the better posture. It's not just about thinking about it. You know what I mean? I guess you could put like a alarm, like a notification every hour in your phone. Hey, don't sit forget, up straight. Exactly. Don't forget, <laughs> put the string on your head. <laughs> yep. Um, hold on a second, Ray. Let's play this. We got like a thirty second. Then we got to play. We'll come. We'll come right back in one second. Hold yeah, on. cool. Uh, Dr. Bradshaw's here, and Dr. Bradshaw, we're talking to Eddie about his arms and his hands. Again, I'll ask one final time, just so lunchbox feels good. You don't think his hands being numb is HIV? Because that's what he stage thinks. Stage four. four. Stage four is what I read. You said stage four HIV. Yeah, that's what it said online. I don't. I, I, mean, I don't think that's it, right? You think it's his hands I, when he sleeps? I, I think it's probably his hands. When he's yeah, sleeping. Yeah, 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 yeah. He also said I was having strokes every single time I. Um, like it was a slow oh. stroke. Like it was an onsetting stroke that mm. you're having, and it's not like a sudden one that just blah, like. Do you get annoyed when people? Google all their symptoms and try to tell you what they have when you're like, no, you came to me and I know what I'm talking about. No, see, I love it when patients do that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, honestly, they come in because that means that they actually care about their health and they're actually trying to figure out what's going on with themselves. Um, I'm, I'm not one of those providers, like one of those docs that are like, no, you're totally wrong in what you're talking about. I mean, they might be wrong. And then so we kind of, like, you know, let them know that, you know what I mean? But um, no, it doesn't bother me when people Google their stuff. It's um you know, sometimes it's a good lead. It's like, all right, well, so this is what you're thinking is going on. Let's try to diagnose and figure out a little bit more, do some orthopedic tests on them, things like that to actually figure out if that's truly what they're having or not, and then help them out. Do you do, do you go to people's houses or do you have an office? I have an office. I'm in um, Old Hickory. Uh, so, so say you're, say you're, I mean, you come up here, so let's, let's promote you a little bit. Yeah. So man. what the name of your office, if we were to look it up on Google is? Yeah. We're Bradshaw Chiropractic, which is, you know, my name. That's we thought we were pretty clever by doing Yeah, we that. figured. Yeah, yeah, we figured. Bradshaw Chiropractic. Yeah, yeah. so and we're in um, uh, Old Hickory, Tennessee, so just like a little bit east of, um, of Nashville, so it's only like 20-minute 20, 20 drive from here. Um, but yeah, we're, we, we've been there. I've been open for 10 years, you know, uh, started right when I got out of school. And You've been here built, for 10 years? Been 10 years, yeah, You man. look 25. I know, man. I know. It's like, yeah. what? Wait, is what? That, is, it the, a, is it the chiropractor? Maybe. Is, is that it, stretching? Is it Benjamin Button? It's exactly straightening the muscles is. that are weak and yeah. weakening the muscles that are tight. Apparently, yeah. like in the face and the skin and everything yeah. else. Wow. Hey, man. Um, Eddie has a knee issue, too. Yeah. That's killing him, and we may let you guys deal with this off the air. You sure? Yeah. You don't want to do this live on air? No, I can't do it live because... This is the thing. You know when you're really hungry and like food, huh? you're at a restaurant and you're ordering food. Are you saying your body around. hurts and you're watching Eddie get diagnosed? Right. Like yeah, food's like, all around. Like you feel more. You're like, oh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> like ever since the chiropractor walked in, oh, my body's like, oh, over here. I mean, oh, I have a terribly here. strained groin. Here we go. That I can't <laughs> fix. I've been, I've been trying to fix it for like three months. Regardless, this is not about me or you, Amy. Can I ask him a right. question? Do some groin work. Well, but why not? One final question. Yeah. So you said about the whole string and posture thing. Yeah. Is there like is there like a brace I can wear to train myself to uh, sit up straight? So so there are braces like that you can find. The braces I don't like are the ones that look like just like a backpack top. You know what I mean? It just only goes on the shoulder. I have no idea what you mean. Oh. I'm just I, I literally have no idea because I know I yeah. hunch over and I need to have better posture. And so like, is there something I could wear every day that's going to make me like sit up straight for a yeah. month? Like if I do it for a month? So so posture braces aren't a bad idea. Um, I do recommend them sometimes to patients. But again, like only wearing a posture brace isn't going to fix you out. Oh. It's doing that muscle balance work that we talked about. Getting adjusted is so important because it actually helps like move those vertebra and because you've been stuck like this for so long and our job is to create mobility to those joints so if you create mobility to the joints and you do muscle work at home that's how you can help improve posture but also changing on like all right how's your seat level you know what i'm saying do you have support behind your low back do you guys use like standing desk at work you know what i mean things like that where's your monitor sitting you're looking down into the laptop right now 
So raising that laptop up, things like that is how or it's better. You don't need a laptop. It. You just are on Facebook the whole day. <laughs> no, I got to so chat. So just don't. Man. No, I you're, chat. You're, you're like talking with your buddies, so you don't have. To, Eddie was working, but you uh-huh. are over there. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You don't think I'm working? I'm doing research. Morgan, man. what's on his computer? Uh, Facebook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, that's there a good go. point too. Like when I drive too, I also do like to. Um, I, I like to lower my seat a little bit, so I have to sit up. You know what I mean? Not adjust all the stuff like the mirrors down. Mm-hmm. I do think yes. about that See, when I drive. That's something important. So here's what I'm gonna say. Um, and we maybe we'll keep you for ten more minutes or so. Yeah. We can fix Eddie or something. Mm-hmm. But would you be willing to like I don't know every few weeks come by and do like a se- I think this is a. Yeah, man. For I me, this is like a fun this. segment. And we're getting old. We all have something to work on. Well, yeah. We do, hey, we don't even put it on the air. We tell him it's on the air, but he fixes all of us. Yes, that's all it is. Um, but even like, do you adjust babies? 100%. Do you adjust yeah. dogs? Yep. We don't. I don't adjust dogs, but we. I'm a pediatric Cairo as well, so yeah. we have a lot of infants in our clinic. Is wow. and it's safe and effective. When we say that type of stuff, people are like thinking we're Chuck Norrising their baby across the room or anything like that. It's all super light treatment. It's not like we do with our adults. Yeah, because I mean, sometimes even just in the birthing process, like there's traumatic stuff that exactly happens, it. and you can like release it. Yep, that's exactly it. A lot of times that we see with infants is more like, um, like maybe they're having difficulty like breastfeeding or bottle feeding on one side over the other. And a lot of times it's related to, um, you know, maybe they got stuck in the birth canal, maybe, um, you know, sometimes a C-section that, that can happen where they get a little bit of tug or pull on it. But it can create malalignment in the upper cervical spine on an infant. And when that occurs and now they're not able to turn their head as easy to feed on one side. And that's usually what happens. Mom comes in, they're like, man, it's really killing me on the right side. And, and that's what we talk about. Wow. Yep. Uh, I had a, we hired a chiropractor. I don't even know what you call it. A puppy practor. To come and fix it because my dog had been so many surgeries. Yeah. And he just could not walk straight. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I'm going to be somebody who I didn't know anything about chiropractors. And then you always hear on the internet, they're not real. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't need, let's see, let's see. I went to one because I've had some injuries and it has been awesome. Yeah, man. And it's not where my, that my person's like, well, you have to come back every week or it doesn't work. Exactly. It doesn't happen at all. Yes. They come over and they fix what's up and- yep. They give me the tools to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Exactly right. And that's and that's what we, we like to make sure that we do. And that's so important to make sure that, like, that's what I like. I mean, all chiropractors, like, I, you know, I'm not saying anything against profession. What I'm saying, though, is, like, that's what we like to do in our clinic is make sure you take care of the individual patient for what's going on with them, right? So, like, you walk in and you said, oh, I just slept on my neck wrong. Well, sometimes it might only take one to two times to get that, like, totally fixed up, give you some pointers to be doing stuff at home. We don't like the whole thing of like, hey, five times this week, five times next week, five times the following week. You know what I mean? Um, that's what I think gives the some people don't like about Cairo is like they feel like they're always having to go back in and stuff like that um, because of, sometimes that occurs like that. You know what I mean? But it, it's changed a lot. You know, there's a lot of um, tons of medical doctors, orthopedic surgeons I work with that send patients into us and we refer out to them. We work with physical therapists a lot in our clinic. Like we're like really tight with a lot of our PTs around the area. It's just about making sure that you're getting the patient taken care of and not being like, oh, we can you know take care of it all ourselves. I mean, the first time I went, I came on, I was like, yeah, I guess I was wrong about it because it's it it's great, and I don't feel the pressure to go back unless something yeah. unless I need to go back. And then the, my other question was just about my dog because they did, and again, they I won't say fix because I can't talk with my dog, but they specialize in animals. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. and he they went, I heard it. On this fat bulldog. And he just started talking afterwards. And he was like, well, no, Bobby, I now get to speak English. <laughs> but he was better. 
Yeah, it, man. It and so is that a specialty? Do you do, do chiropractors learn animals, or was that person just like I can try an animal? Yeah, we don't. So we don't. That's not like in in schooling. That's a whole nother like specialty, right? Just like um, you know, a medical doctor will have like just different specialty specialties that they go in. So there is like animal chiropractic. There's like um um. Equine chiropractic, like a horse. Yeah, hundred percent. That's insane. Seeing yeah. that, stuff. you got to look some videos up on that. Wow. But yeah, it's really. I mean, but again, it's it's about mobility of the joints and helping get you know them taken care of like that, and you get the results. I'm so intrigued. Okay, Doctor Bradshaw, do you have an Instagram or anything you want to? Give? Yeah, man. Uh, we're just Bradshaw underscore chiropractic. So that's our Instagram. Again, we're really original. I'd have trouble spelling chiropractic, though, I'm be honest with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. C-H-C-H. Chiropractic. Yeah. C-H-I-R-O. Bradshaw underscore chiropractic. Yeah, well, man. thank you for stopping by. Yeah, man. Um, we'll have you look at Eddie's knee real quick. And then other than that, maybe we'll get you back in a few weeks. Dude, that'd be really cool. When we don't make your clients wait on us. Right. Yeah, you, can, can, can I say one more thing? Say whatever you want. Um, Holly Carpenter is the one who texted me this morning. So I was telling, um, is it Amber? Abby. Abby. Yeah. Sorry, Abby. Um, she's forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling Abby this uh, this morning, I was like, she's like, have you heard of the show? I was like, I hear the show. Patients wear like the stuff in all the time, but I haven't listened to it. And then I was like, I'm like one of those psychopaths that listen to nothing in the car when I'm driving. You're that guy. Yeah. That's, wow. that's, that's what she said. You did yeah. that? Yeah, man. So we know what's, what's up, going man? on like that. Oh, boy. You guys both have people <laughs> locked in your basement. Yeah. Wow. So, and then, um, and, and then uh, um, he told me I could, so I'm not viol- violating him. Scuba. I just texted him. But Scuba Steve, He texted right. me just now, too, and he was like, him, that's my doctor. Yeah, that's crazy. And it had nothing to do with him lining. He just heard it and was like, that's my doctor. Yeah. So yeah, and then I was like, I think this is the show Scuba Steve's on. I looked it up. I was like, Oh, it is a Scuba, the Scuba Steve. You know? <laughs> well, it's actually called the Scuba Steve Show, and he's not here today, so yeah. I just used it. Um, okay, so uh, Dr. Bradshaw, thank you, and we'll see you in a few weeks. Or yeah, something. man, that'd, that'd be, be cool. cool. Do you guys have fun with this? Yeah. This is good, right? That was no. awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Doc. Okay. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm sorry you're not getting treated today. Maybe next time. That's all right. Okay, I got to you whenever you need. All right, thanks. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week show. with Morgan Number Two coming in hot at this number one spot. Bobby gave the studio a surprise. Y'all, this is not a good surprise. In Bobby's eyes, I think it was. And in terms of the content that's going to come from this surprise, great. But for those of us who actually have to participate in said surprise, not great. And let me tell y'all, my neck phobia, I have a great fear of people touching my neck. I in Anybody who gets close or anything that touches my neck, I get so weird about it. I start giggling hysterically and almost start crying. It's a whole thing. And this surprise that we were given really, like, aggravated my neck phobia. That's the only spoil I'm going to give you before we dive into this. Maybe you've seen the video on our social media because I did post several different videos in different platforms. Like, what is going on in our studio? And it also relates to medieval times. There you go. That's the surprise. And you're going to find out right now what it was. Number one. Time for a surprise. Yeah. Surprise. Let's go. What do you think it is, Amy? I'm an over here trying to think of what you have for us. Well, I see toothpaste over there still for a minute. I thought no, you'd that's give for it- me. I have to go to the dentist sometimes, so I brush my teeth before I go. Okay. I thought you were going to give us like a, you know, care or- package. Oral kit? I, I don't know. So it's not an oral kit. Lunchbox. You're sending someone on a vacation. That would be the heck of a surprise. Listen, That's a great surprise. You can't get your expectations too high, Lunchbox. Eddie. Money. You got a bag of money back there. We're going to either play a game or you're going to give us a bonus. I don't know. No. None no. of you are right. Oh. The surprise is money. What? Oh. Oh, the no. Gil- that- what is that? It's not, a, it's not a guillotine. It's it a- is a pillory. 
Well, what, what, what's this? Like, what is not, my I'm, hands are not that big. Yeah, my arms won't even fit I in there. I am never getting in that. Just for the record, this is a pillory. And what's going to happen is we ordered this. It took a long time. And I can tell you why in a minute. But in olden days, they would punish people in the town square. Oh, it folds. I'm never getting in that. Because oh. you get in and you put your head and your arms in. Mike, would you come put this on me real quick? And you, and it doesn't chop your head off, but you stay in the town square and you're humiliated because, I'm gonna take my headphones off too, because, well, you're just there and they know you did something wrong, you got it? So, for example, if I were to put my arms in and my head. What, that looks so awkward. I don't know if it's gonna make it. Yeah. yeah how are you gonna do that? I'm worried. It's risk, okay. I feel like you have to get on your and, knees. Yeah. I don't think that's going to... Oh, my goodness, dude. I don't know if it's going to close. Hold on. Okay. Oh I'm worried is... for you. This is okay. scary. Okay. Amy, you want to help him? Because Mike D's having trouble. Did, did they struggle like this in the old days, too, and put it on? There you go. I don't think it's going to oh, close. Watch TV, Amy. Okay. Good? Yep. Then you lock it. What on earth? Okay. Do not condone this. Are you comfortable, Bones? Okay. So. <laughs> this sucks. What? What on what? earth? What? It sucks because your head is still, you can't get anything out. Your head's out. You can't get your hands out. And what used to happen is you'd put on a, st we got to get a stand to build. And so this is the pillory and this is the punishment. For how long? Well, it just depends on what you do. I would rather have an oral kit. Well, excuse me. <laughs> So we tried to, and I can tell you a whole story here, but it's not comfortable, but it doesn't, it doesn't kill you. We're not going to chop I'm your head off. I'm very confused. What? Why would we get that? <laughs> yeah. Why would we order that thing? Okay, Never, Mike, can you take know. me out of here, please? No, sorry, dude. The thing 24 is, hours. The thing is, I could not get out. My hands can't get out of the hole. You can't cup your hands and like squeeze them out? I, I bet mm -hmm. I could get mine out. Maybe, maybe hands. My so it's one of those things where you, you see their arms go through in their head and they just sit there in the town square. Now. We talked about this on the air because you always always made fun of the punishments that we do. You're like, oh, it's like when a kid gets spanked, they laugh at, they laugh at their parent. <laughs> so yeah, that's dumb. what I felt like. And I brought it up. I said, we should get a pillory. And everybody thought it was a great idea on the show. No, no one Not thought everybody. it was everybody. Not nope. no one. Actually. Actually, everybody did. It was hilarious. We had a good laugh. I think you're the only one that laughed. Mm -mm. So here is a pillory. It's a medieval, lightweight designed, lockable neck, arm opening. We tested it. The pillory punishment is now in play. By the way, we got this from Germany. It got caught up in customs. It had to be like from a dirty store, huh? No, because it's wood. It's like nice wood. I think there are some for dirty stores. <laughs> sure. Yeah, there's like leather ones. We don't want those because we don't want it to look like the, the kinky machine in here. So this is for if you, there, there are different levels of pillory punishment. Number one, in-studio humiliation. When we, once we get a, a stand to build it on. You have to get on the stage and do two segments of the show in the pillory. <laughs> what? That's funny. We'll put Crazy. the microphone there so we can still hear you. Okay. That's level one. Okay. Level two, fill your face where we put you and do the same thing. You get in it and you have to eat an entire item with just your mouth. Like, And when you're finished eating it, then you're done. What? Oh how, how though? How do you eat it? Like this. Like a dog. Yeah, with your mouth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number three, water balloon target practice. <laughs> oh, no. But out of the studio. And you can't move. You get into the pillory. <laughs> other, members, other members of the show get three water balloons each. Oh, my God. And the, level three is us throwing water balloons at you in the pillory. This is a joke, That's right? going to hurt. 
Yeah. Number four, public pillory. Not in the studio. You have to go stand on a busy corner here in the pillory. The punishment's over once you get 10 honks. Well, the cops are going to be called. Level five. I, I am down for the street corner one. That's funny. You have to go out on the streets and beg for a stranger to let you out of the pillory. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So, oh, man. we will vote as a group on the pillory punishment. Nobody gets hurt. It's just funny games. It's like medieval stuff, you know? I mean, how are you not going to... I mean, the voting is going to be great because you're going to vote for the same one every time. Well, I mean, we're going to vote now if we want to put the pillory punishment into play. Oh. Oh, okay. I you may not I- get it, but who wants to... Uh, Take this pillory and then put it in, in, in the show as a punishment. I do. One. I do. Two. <laughs> Come on, Morgan. And then I got a question. Hold on. Morgan may say no. Morgan. I'm, I'm really like 50-50. My neck phobia get, is bothering me so bad right now. Have you ever been punished? Yes. I had to stand on the street corner with the sign. And it was how, awful. How long ago? I mean, it was, what, like six months ago? It was when I lost, like, a state's capital test. That was a long time ago. We won't do any ga- losing of games for Thank the pillory. You. Okay, has to then be I'm a pun- in. Okay, yeah. It has to be a real punishment, and, but no game losses. Okay, I'm in. Ray? Yeah, I'll do it. It's kinky. What? <laughs> it's kinky. Uh, that's not what it's supposed to be. I vote yes, too. Of course you well, do. Well, then there we you go. Paid for it. Paid for it, yeah. But I wasn't going to do it unless it's semi-unanimous. Mm, I guess it's unanimous, so I'll go ahead and keep my original vote of no. Then that's not unanimous. And unanimous with y'all. I mean, my no doesn't even matter because everyone's saying yes. So you don't want to use the pillory? So you'll be. So you don't even have to get it then. If you choose not to, then you have to get it. If you're punished, you can. Oh, just, I thought it was. We'll do like, something like you get a massage or something if no, you're punished. What in the world? Oh. Okay, then hey, I don't want it. No, it's already said. What in the world, like if you don't want to participate, or I'll like give you some money or something if you're punished. Oh, wait. Wow. So, so Amy gets rewarded for being punished? I guess so, because she doesn't want to be one of the group. That's weird. That's never heard of that. What? 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 What weird reverse psychology is happening right now? There's no reverse psychology happening. Okay. All right. So for all of us, the pillory's in play, except Amy. Except for Amy. Yes. Lunch Question. Lunch. So when it's time to punish with the pillory, do we have to work up to level five, or is it just no, we you vote? Work up. You we work vote up. on no, which no, one no. it is. We've already voted to have it. Level one is you have to do two segments of the show in the pillory. We'll make it one to start. One segment of the show in the pillory. Okay. Like how you had it, just sitting there at your desk would work. Mm-hmm. At your microphone, right? Or do, is it waiting until the stand gets here? Well, you got to be up in public. You got to stand on the stage and do it because it's more funny when it's public humiliation. Yeah. So, welcome to the pillory. That was not a fun surprise. <laughs> surprise! Sur- no, it's a surprise. No, <laughs> it just no, feels no. weird. It, is, it does. <laughs> like I feel like. Like what, Amy? Say I don't it. even want to say because um, we'll say it off air just because. Spell it out. I know what she's going to say. What? She lost a pillory in a divorce. That's what's wrong. It brings back memory. She lost her pillory in the basement. No. The basement. Yeah. Yeah. Did Amy? No. Okay, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> that. I didn't mean to bring that up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, then let's get out of this. I didn't realize it was sensitive to Amy. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. All right, y'all. That's it for me this weekend. It's been great hanging out with you guys. Well, really, I'm in a studio by myself, but it's been great talking to you guys and hopefully spending your wonderful Saturday with you, which, you know, is never lost on me that you guys choose to spend some of your Saturday listening and hanging out, not only with the show, but with me. And I'm very thankful for that. So thanks for being here. And while you're still here, go check out part one. I'm telling y'all brand new content 
And there's just crazy stories that the show members come in here, they sit on the couch, we're, we're in Bobby's office, and they sit on the couch and they share these things. Sometimes it turns into therapy sessions. Sometimes it's like a confessional. You just never know what you're going to get. And this weekend with Mike D was a great one because this is the most you get to hear Mike D talk unless you listen to his podcast, Movie Mike. But this is a really good time to hear Mike in the Bobby Bones Show era. So be sure to check that out. And besides that, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I love y'all. Goodbye. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd.